Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. So I feel like the Rams tree would be best for like a Drake May kind of skill set, where it's a lot of stuff over the middle of the field. Plus with their skill sets, obviously they're not like carbon copy or anything like that, but watching Drake May, what he can do with the arm slot, some of the play extension ability, I feel like it's kind of similar to a Matt Stafford kind of guy. So I'm curious, they could probably get Patriots are looking at most likely Drake May or Jaden Daniels. So who would your top candidates be for the Patriots, you know, outside of Robinson and Kaylee, if it's Drake May? And who would it be if it's Jaden Daniels? So I'll, I'll start off by saying I am not sure that I'm going to have May as my QB2. Mm, I'm okay. I'm again, he, May and Daniels are like they're different, and I haven't decided mm-hmm. yet, like, what do I care most about? Because, okay. you know, when it comes to Jaden, like, God. Other than Caleb, nobody throws a nine route like that. Plus, he's super mobile and he's tough as nails. He's a great leader. He gets better every single year. You look back at the last five years and like he's literally only gets better every year. It's like that hurts trajectory where it's like, yes. oh, oh, it's <laughs> yes. Not to mention he has a lot of experience. And not that Drake May doesn't have a lot of experience, but he has a lot of starting experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that May is my QB two. I might end up with with Daniels there when all is said and done mm-hmm. uh and so if they happen like i don't i don't really think there's a wrong answer there but if they happen to get daniels for me i would i would kind of want somebody from that mcveigh tree um even though mcveigh doesn't prioritize outside zone as much as kyle does like kyle's still mm-hmm. probably like 45 percent outside zone mcveigh's really fluctuated uh, in terms of like what his his bread and butter is throughout the years, depending on who he has as quarterback. But I think like it's still there. It still exists. Like they still do, you know, a bunch of two back runs, even though they don't have a fullback, but they still do a bunch of like the under center two back stuff, you know, condensed formations, turn your back to the defense, um, you know, bootlegs here and there again, not as much as Kyle, but it still exists. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel like if, if you bring in, say, a Zach Robinson for Jaden Daniels, I think that he could use his mobility not in a 2012 RG3 running a bunch of RPOs, pistol all the time kind of way, but more so in a hey, we're going to go under center, you know, we're going to we're going to put big people on the field, we're going to do exactly what Slowick did in Houston, we're going to have six and seven man protections, we're going to boot you out, cut the field in half, so you're going to have the alert, you're going to have the mid level, you're going to have the short, and if all else fails you have the wheels you can take off and we're going to do that until you get comfortable. And then we can start calling, you know, like instead of booting you out, now we're going to keep you in the pocket. We're going to, we're still going to have flood to the field, but then we're going to have that backside dig come where you're going to, you're going to rip it. Right. And and so you kind of work from a lot of what like Brian Dable did with Daniel Jones. And then eventually you get Mm -hmm. to what McVay and Robinson were doing with Stafford, where you go from half field to full field. But I think that type of system will use Jaden's mobility in a way that isn't just getting him killed for the sake of getting him killed because he can run. Mm. You know, like it's an option, but it's not what we're basing it off of. Mm. And so that's kind of what I would do is I I would pair any of the McVeigh guys with Jaden. Hope to God you can get a receiver on day two, (laughs) multiple receivers on day two, and then you, you build it out from there. The NFL season is wrapping up, 
and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Is there anybody else outside of that tree? Because, again, I feel like Zach Robinson and, then again, Nick Haley, Package is like the dream scenario. Anybody else that fans should just have on their mind as another potential candidate? Ooh. Uh, well, Waldron just got poached by Chicago. He was up there right. for me as well. Um, I know somebody's going to bring up Cliff. I don't, I don't, I don't think it. it would work. I don't think it yeah. would work. I don't see it, especially with the personnel they've got. I don't, I don't see that working. Um, How about a Dan Pitcher? I'll throw one at you. I'll pitch one okay. at you. Dan Pitcher. Have they brought him in? I do not believe so, but I know he's someone. I think he's interviewed with the Raiders, I believe, and the Saints. Uh, but just Ooh. it seems like somebody mentored Joe Burrow his entire career. Yeah. With the quarterback experience. Just throwing that one out there. I could see I, – I would be really interested to see how they plan – or how he would plan to handle protection. Um, how so? Because in Cincinnati, it's it's five-man protections all day long, Right. Right. And, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know if New England can get away with that. <laughs> like, when they had all five on the field, like it worked towards the end of the year. It worked a lot better than it did in the first half whenever they were just rotating. I don't, I think they probably led the league in different offensive line combinations. I think they got up to like 10 or something like that, like starting combinations. Yeah. yeah. It, it settled the back half of the year. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm still not, a, not 100% certain that they could get away with that. Uh, like Cincinnati. Had. Plus, like, what's going on with Trent Brown? Is he even coming back? So that's the thing. Gerard Mayo, I feel like he's a better fit. Like, Trent has been posting Gerard content a lot. Like, when he got hired, it was all over the place. He didn't even acknowledge Bill. Other players were like, you know, you're excited about Mayo, but you also acknowledge Bill. There was none of that. So I really do think that the relationship – and then there was something also reported that, you know, Bill, how he plays his mind games were like – they had him come in for minicamp or something like that. And then he was like a second string. And he's like, well, why the hell am I even here if I'm second string? And he wasn't happy with the way that he was handled. And then Bill, like, not telling you schedules until the last minute, which, you know, as media, I can somewhat understand. That's kind of frustrating. But, you know, I, I really do think the relationship there was frayed. But I'm the biggest thing is I'm not sure how the locker room feels about it. If the locker room's like, hey, you know, he was hurt. He toughed it out when he could. It was just a bad situation. And then he comes back on a modest deal and then balls out because he actually has more respect for Mayo and gets treated a little better, then I'm cool with it. But yeah. I don't know how they feel about him inside the building is the biggest problem. Because let's just say everything's cool and he comes back. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking at a, a starting five of Trent um, and then you got Unwenu is the other and then you got Strange at left guard. Um Probably City So at right guard, most yeah. likely. Yeah, he, he, I thought he played well there personally. Yeah, uh, no, he really got better as the season went on. Fewer mistakes, I felt like, every week. And then uh, what's, the, what's the contract situation at center? David Andrews, I think it's his last year on his deal, but he also might retire. I don't think he's going Ooh. to, but he's still a retirement candidate. Behind him, they've got Jake Andrews. They drafted him last year. And he was – 
okay. Like he didn't play until literally the second to last game of the season. I, I guess they only thought he was a center. He came in at guard and like played pretty well in a few snaps the last game of the season when there was like a freaking blizzard. Um, you know, he looked a little more rough, but he didn't get a ton of playing time like competitively in the summer, kind of like City, how they tried to have him at tackle the entire summer. And then yeah. he played guard and they were like, oh, maybe that was his natural position would have been smart. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, and then Cole also got hurt. So interior is kind of, I don't really know what's going to happen there. The good thing is there's a lot of depth in this class. I look at like Mason McCormick from, from South Dakota state. Um, like they can pick him up early day three and be totally fine. There's some centers that I like in this class that they want depth there. The big thing is, again, if you're trying to get away with a bunch of five-man protections, like what Cincy does all the time, mm -hmm. and if you're in shotgun 97% of the time, which is what Cincy does, again, I'm not saying that's exactly what they would do because they kind of cater it to Burrow, but right. like if, if, that's, if that's kind of what they want to emulate, you can do it, but I don't think they can do it with their current weapons. They need dudes, that, like especially because everybody's going to be blitzing a young quarterback mm -hmm. over and over and over again. If they're not protecting with six and seven like Houston was doing to kind of get C.J. acclimated to all the blitzes and everything he was facing. If they're trying to protect with five, ball's got to come, come out quick, which means you need guys that can break tackles. And the only one they got right now is Pop Douglas. So that means if we're yeah. taking either May or Jaden early – like if Malachi Corley is not in New England next season, like something went horribly wrong because like that's <laughs> that's kind of what they have to do is right. accept the fact that their average depth of target is going to be four yards next year. Mm -hmm. We're getting Yak City like that's. Yeah. So, again, all of these pieces can fit together. It's just hard. <laughs> and Jan is just carrying a lot of weight. <laughs> and I mean, we saw it last season, like Bill O'Brien, he's not a really big max protect guy either. I think at one point in the season, it was like they were second to last in uh, um, number of times they had like more than five in protection. So we already saw he loves empty. You know, a lot of the time you'll get chips, but usually they're trying to get their guys out in the route. So we already saw what last year's Patriots offensive line looked like with five-man protection. And it's very best, like when they had healthy Trent, Mike, when I think it was his first game at right tackle, then City, Cole, and David. That was the game they beat the Bills. And that was the yeah. best that they looked all season. So, but that's a lot of ifs because it's like, all right, who's going to be back? Who's not going to retire? Is Cole even going to be ready? Because I think that he hurt the same knee uh, that he messed up in the summer. So you have no idea what the structure is going to be like there, or how ready he's going to be. And then Mafi, I really like the guy, but I, last season was rough. Like, I don't know that you can play him anytime soon, to be totally honest with you, even as a depth guy. The big thing, oh man, and I, I, I loved him a lot coming out, but there were like legitimate issues mm. on tape in terms of his ability to redirect, especially against stunts. Yeah. Yes, and that was that, a huge that problem. Going up a lot, right? He's just yeah. not quick. He's strong. Mm -hmm. Like when he gets his hands on you, you, you know, you're he's fine. But he doesn't it's use his fingers. He's like <laughs> I swear, he blocks like this, where it just it's always sliding up. And I'm like, dude, grab him, like, do something. It's you're allowed. It's not touch. And I, I get, I get so flustered because it's like you have the talent, but the number of times I saw his hand just slip and just not to get any contact. It was bizarre, and I hope he gets it worked out this offseason. But. He's the classic – honestly, he's the pa classic Patriots lineman that would have worked when Dante was there. Scar, yep, yep. Dante would have fixed him. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the worst 
thing that has happened to the Patriots, I think, in the last 10 years, other than Tom leaving, is Dante retiring the second time. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. He will never get the appreciation he deserves. That dynasty was built by Dante Scarnecchia. Yep. And it's because he made guys like Mafi or Strange or CD or Unwenu. Like, he made those guys work for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not there anymore. And so, like, they got to figure it out. I don't know how they're going to do it. They got to figure it out. Yeah, as much as the offensive coordinator stuff is, like, exciting, and as it should be, you know, that's the leader. I'm going to be very curious to see what they do with O-line coach. I don't think Adrian Clem's going to be back. And also, frankly, a wide receiver coach, because their development at that position has been pretty brutal under Troy Brown for the past couple of years. Patriots legend, ton of respect for him. But, like, I, I've really – even with Pop, as great as he was last season, considering the situation, the route running – Outside of just his natural talent and ability to set guys up, like the route depths and things like that, it was every single week you'd see like two or three plays where it's like, man, I don't know what they're coaching him to do because it's just like he can't get open or it's not on time. And I don't, I don't know if that's just me, but you know what I would do? I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he would take it because he's. But if I was Kraft, mm-hmm. I would talk to whoever Brian Hartline's agent is, and just say like, "What's the number?" Like what's the like? Is, I understand Ohio State. Is he committed well. to Ohio? Right. Okay. That's what I was wondering. You know, but it's like, yeah, they got the unfinished business. They brought like everybody back. They spent mm-hmm. a bunch in NIL. Like they're going for it. But like, I, I'm sorry, we're the New England Patriots. We got more money than Ohio State. Like, what's the number? <laughs> like, bring me Brian Hartline at all costs. <laughs> hey, man. Fingers crossed. That would be a sincere dream scenario. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash presspass50 and use code presspass50 to get 50% off. That's code presspass50 at factormeals.com slash presspass50 to get 50% off. 